sickness or not. I thought about teasing Brother John here a few weeks back. He invited me to come uh, for a couple services, and I almost brought three messages with me. You sound like Brother Matt's But uh, we settled on one, and I want to apologize to the church for not being here uh, a few weeks back. Uh, I felt it was the best interest of the church that uh, not come because of the sickness and things that's going on, and I wasn't 100% either. But we, uh, we're thankful for the invitation. We consider it a privilege and an honor that the Lord has laid upon your heart to invite me in spite of myself. You know, we're just sinners saved by grace. In the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 2. We have, over the years... And I've been a member of the Lord's Church for over 51 years. Over the years, we have heard many debates or discussions or arguments or people just having conversations concerning how salvation works. Now, we know it's by repentance and faith, but also by the foolishness of preaching, the Word of God says. I want you to listen to this passage of scripture because the Lord has caused me to said and ponder these words a whole lot in the last few days. He tells us here in verse 7, 2 Timothy chapter 2, consider what I say and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to to the gospel. Truly it is a blessing when we understand we are to call out those of the wicked world around about us. The Lord says it's time for the world to become quiet. It is, you know, they make plenty of noise. They're out there drinking and partying tonight and carrying on and rioting and murder and rape and all manner of sin is going on. And beloved, the word of God tells us in the latter days it will increase. Be thankful you're in the country. Be thankful you're able to go to the house of God and hear his word being presented. He tells us here in this verse of scripture, consider what I say first and foremost. That is all that we can ask of any person here in this world has just come to the house of God and hear what we got to say. Now understand, I'm not trying to outdo God, but also I'm trying to reassure you that we have, as the children of God, we have been given by Almighty God the privilege and the honor and the blessing of sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ into a lost and a dying world. We must understand, we must tell them it's time to be quiet. We hear your jokes, we hear your laughing, we hear your lies, your deceit. We see the wickedness in the world today. How about donating just, and you know we have, humanly speaking, responsibilities to preach the gospel. That's what we're here for. I always tell people, and this is a little something just come to my mind, I always tell people I can tell you when the Lord, I believe, is going to come back to take us to be home with him. Now he said that 
names written in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world, when that last one, whose name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life to be saved, understand, to be saved, our church's work is gone. It's done. We fulfilled what the Lord has given us to do as his dear children. Let us ask them to consider what we say. Then we tell them about Jesus Christ. We tell about one who left the glories of heaven. At the bequest, if you will, to put it in very plain sense, of the Heavenly Father. The Heavenly Father sent him and he was obedient. And he left the glories of heaven to walk this old sinful world, to be born of the flesh, to suffer the pains and the sorrows of the death just like any of us. And he went to the cross of Calvary. And there as he hung upon the cross of Calvary when the ninth hour and all the world grew dark. When the heavenly father withdrew, if you will, turned his back upon the beloved son, he suffered as it were our equivalency of our eternity in hell, for we were bought with a price, the word of God says. Consider what I say. There's someone that is out there today, if he speaks to you, that loves you as a child of God for being obedient to the call that he has given unto us. Now that includes the pastor, the deacons of the church, the men of the church, the women of the church, the children of the church. He told the church, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And understand, he said, consider what I say, but he put a great explanation point on it because it's all truth. He said, the Lord and the Lord give thee understanding of these things. In other words, we're not going to get anybody saved. The Lord does. Through the preaching of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to a lost soul. Until the repentance of the, just like we heard in that one song where he was saved. That old cowboy. It's hard to tell what happened, but it's hard to tell what happened in our life before we were saved. Our sinners, as we were, bitter, evil, wicked, complacent, just simply not caring. But we are here today to tell you as a child of God, as long as we're here and united together to serve the Lord by sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's your responsibility. That's your duty as a child of God. Does it not make us to wonder how simple truly it is? They want to do some great deed as that old soldier in the Old Testament. He said, all you would go if he had you do some great deed, but the little thing. Just go to the river and dip yourself seven times. And your sin, the, the leprosy would be taken away. And it hurt his feelings. 
Beloved, we're reminded here that the Lord has enlightened us. Not that we're able to do anything in and of ourselves. But we are called upon by a sovereign, holy, righteous God. It has been laid upon our heart. And beloved, we must let loose. And tell them to sit down and be quiet for a while. In so many words. I, probably not too many people you could say that to. Say, listen, I listen to you all day and I listen. I told this story here before I go through the plant. Deb could probably tell you. I would go through the plant singing Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. And one of the guys was running the machine and over and grinding. He says, don't you know anything else? I said, what a day that will be. <laughs> we need to let them know. Amen. We need to let them know. I had the foreman call me in the office and he said, he sent me down and he was one of these... Um, Church of Christ. He says, I'm going to straighten you out. And he says, well, you know, such and such, I'm not going to mention his name. I said, over in the other part of the plant, I said, you know how hard-headed he is? I said, mine won't even grow hair. It's that hard. I said, you can't straighten me out because what I know to be so, what I believe is the child of God, I have not as the child of God. I forgot to turn this on. There we go. They'll wonder about me, won't they? But we are reminded the Lord will give you an understanding. Every gospel message, every time that you witness to someone concerning Jesus Christ, beloved, we should seal it with prayer. We should leave it in the Lord's hands. We shouldn't go home and say, well, I've done everything that I could do. We should say, Lord, it's in your hands. Lay heavy upon their heart their sin. That they might come to know thee as their Lord and their Savior. In the book of Romans, chapter 8. Romans, chapter 8. And verse 14. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Those that are led by the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. What do we desire for our children? You know, I've seen a picture or a sign or a piece of paper somewhere that says, pray for the children, they're going to need them. Beloved, we're in the last days. I know it's been said time and time again over the years, but beloved, it is worse and worse. It tells us in the word of God that in the latter days it will grow worse and worse, absolutely. Beloved, we ought to have a great yearning upon our heart. Can you realize that there's a day coming where we'll not be here? If you have a prayer, it says, I believe it's Daniel, that the Bible mentions his last prayer. Now you think, or maybe it was David. 
I think it was David. David's last prayer before the Lord took him to be home. What's yours consist of? Is it, I want this and I want that. I want a new toy. I want a new car. I want a new house. Uh, you know, I want to be able to do this or that, to travel here, travel there. What, what is your last prayer? Did you pray for the lost? Did you seal that gospel message? You know, maybe you don't witness to them. But there's someone in your family that has not made a profession of faith. May it be that the preacher or the man of God has been called to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, beloved, you can, send, you can seal it as well yourself with a prayer. Lord, I hold them up before thee. They're lost. They're dying. They're destined for eternity in hell without divine intervention. Without the touch of the master's hands. The grace of our God. Lord, that you, we just read a moment ago, consider what we say. Forget about the world. And all the wickedness. Lay it all aside. Lay the weight of the world to fall off your shoulders when you enter the house of God. Listen to what the man says, whoever they may be, and then seal it with a prayer. With these things, the child of God. Now, in First Thessalonians, Tell them we give them a challenge. Proof. What you believe or what you don't believe. Where's your proof? As for me, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You ask me how I know he lives, he lives within my heart. I fear not what the world will say. But I stand upon the authority of God's Word. I stand amazed every time I sit down to study, brother. I thought I know a little bit, but I got a lot more to learn. But we must maintain the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. We must be able to prove what we preach and teach, not as the world of the world would conceive, but we prove them by sharing with them the Word of God. Now, I'm a firm believer. Now, this is me. I don't believe you can truly preach the gospel without sharing first the scriptures to those that you're speaking to. We can tell them pretty stories, like the old dog that laid at the master died and 
you put him in the cemetery and the dog would go lay on the grave all day. Or you could tell them about Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, slain before the foundation of the world, who rose again, giving us victory over death, grave, and hell. We have, and we prove it. We can prove it by being faithful, by being sure, and knowing the things that we teach are in accordance with the Word of God. Prove it to yourself first. Go home and read it. If you find a problem with what the preacher has to say, then you call him up. You say, hey, I want to meet you at the church, and we're going to sit down and we're going to talk. And he, he's getting, first thing he does is grab his Bible and then tell the wife. Beloved, we must be ready to give the reason of the hope that lies within us every hour of every day as God's children. We prove them out. And you know, there's nothing wrong. I used to be soft-hearted years ago. There's nothing wrong with proving them wrong in the things that they believe. When I was a young lad, I went to a Methodist church, so I know what I'm talking about. And he said, it doesn't matter what you call him. It don't matter what you believe. But as long as you believe in one deity, they call it God or deity. Beloved, that's not the way it works. It says, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, is salvation brought to the hearts of man. Not Buddha. No one of the rest. But only through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Then also we are reminded, I think it's very important, in 1 John, Chapter 1, I got a real old Bible and I'm too stubborn to change it. 1 John, chapter 4, and verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, of the word of life. Beloved, we can filter it through the word of God and we'll know those so easily that it choose to deceive or live a lie. Our hands have handled of the word of life. We're blessed. When our parents were younger, not everyone had a Bible. When their parents were young, most families had one Bible, and it was shared among all others. We are blessed that everywhere, if we so desire, we can have portions of the Word of God ever before our eyes. Think about that. We've got the Bible itself. We've got computers that people come and they sit and they push a button and it shows the screen and verse of scriptures and studies and helps around it and all this, but you can get it anywhere. You know, people have these, what they call buds or something they put in their ears for young people. I wonder how many have Christian songs in their buds. 
wonder how many of them, you know, you can get the Bible where someone sits and they read it and record it and you can go there and you can type in, I want to hear about First John, and it comes up on the screen and you can read it. And you someone read it into your ear. Beloved, there's a lot of words out here in the world. There's a lot of people out here in the world that are singing songs. You know, here a while back, a few years ago, they had this lady who was a professional singer. She was very famous. I don't even remember who she was anymore. She was going to sing the national anthem at a big football game. It might have been Super Bowl. I don't know. But they was going to practice it. Or they was going to practice the acoustics in the, in the great uh, football field, the stadium. She got up in the top over in the corner and she started singing, if I remember right, Amazing Grace of some great spiritual music. And it was beautiful. And they flipped the switch and cut her off. Said, you might offend me. You're here to sing the national anthem and that's it. I'm going to try and get through it. That's the way the world wants to do. They want to shut us off. They're going around now with this goat stuff and uh, woke and all these things where if you preach the truth concerning homosexuality and all of these things that's going on in the world around it's grown worse as it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Beloved, I believe it's worse now. And we must understand that these things are going to happen. We must prepare ourselves. You tell your children, what do you do? You tell them it's a lie. It's a lie. And we must teach them the right way. You bring them to the house of God. And you sit with them. And you make sure you prove what the preacher says is true. And you talk about it on the way home in the car. And then when you go out the door, there's nothing wrong with giving them a pat and say, listen, remember what the preacher said. Beloved, we are not to believe it. We are not as God's children to hear these things. In 1 John chapter 4, in verse 1, we are told, believe not every spirit. But try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Believe not every spirit. But try the spirits whether they be of God. We must try it, brother. We must understand. I always use this example. I they have these religious organizations that are now letting homosexualities into their congregations. They likewise are ordaining, quote, unquote, women to be pastors of the church, and the Lord has strictly forbidden that. We must try these spirits. Don't let them tell you, well, I went to bed last night, and I had a dream during the night, and the Lord gave me a revelation, and you're gonna, he's going to have me to do away with the Bible and use this. Word, he will never lead you to 
he knew things contrary to the word of God. End of story. Nothing that is contrary to the word of God, if you can prove it by the Bible, then I'll at least listen. It ought not to be so as a child of God. And then we are to test it. We are to test it. I've been in a church, Sovereign Grace Missionary Baptist Church, where a man got up and he spoke something that wasn't true, and I called him on it. We must be able to stand for the faith. Stand for the truth. And all love and all care and all conversation, I said, you show me that in the Bible. I said, what little I know, it's not there. And we must stand fast upon the truths of this word of God. In 1 Kings chapter 17. woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord is in thy mouth is true. Beloved, you can receive no greater, greater blessing on this old earth than for someone to come up to you and say, Are you a child of God? go to church because they see as it says in the New Testament you've been with the Lord. That he's part of your life, your walk. We must, as the children of God, we must leave them with us if nothing else they believe the Bible. And the word that's in our mouth is truth. We want to make sure. That's the reason I learned a long time ago. Some people like it. Some people get upset with it. Where I try to use every point of both the Scripture. I believe it's important that what I say I prove. By God's grace, understand. I'm not taking credit upon myself. But by God's grace, I prove the words that I speak are of the Word of God. It's so important that we fail not concerning these things. Truly, what a blessing for the child of God. In Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. Verse 11. These were none... These were more noble than those at Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scripture daily whether those things were so. Search the scripture daily. We have begun to be slack in our calling as a child of God. We must understand, it says that in that day receive the word of God with all readiness. Do you come with a ready heart? 
if we stroke about in our message, leave it outside. Come and worship. Give yourself the opportunity as a child of God to lay aside the cares of this world and be attentive to the Word of God. We have responsibilities as Christians. You are called upon to read every day the Word of God. I don't see it anywhere in the Bible it's a suggestion. We are to read it every day. We are to serve our Lord, be ready to give in prayer to our God every day. If we had the ability to look at holes in our life where we have failed to be obedient to the Word of God as we ought to be, it would look like a piece of Swiss cheese or worse. Beloved, we have things to do. We pray, we study in the Word of God, we attend the church services of the house of God, we let nothing interfere with our faith, and we stand fast upon the authority of God's Word. And we can't open the top of your head up and pour it in there. You have to have a ready heart to teach these things. And then you must search the Scripture daily whether those things were so. Does not the Bible say, work out your own salvation? It doesn't mean you work your way into heaven or worthy of Christ, but you work your way of salvation in the reading and studying and the Word of God and sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Invite them to church. I've got a lady in, or two different ladies in the church. Every time they get up and go out the door, they ask their husband, you going with me today? Let's go to church. Do you do that? I want to ask you, do you have one person in your life? Or maybe it's a friend or a neighbor or a child or a husband or a wife. Have you shed a tear? Have you prayed today that they might be saved? There may be no tomorrow. The Lord may come back and say, Rex Smith, come forth, and I'll be gone. And every child of God, it says one of these days, he's coming to take us home with him. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we'll have time to discuss it. Our time is over. But he tells us by the foolishness of preaching to save them that are lost. That is what we're here for as the children of God. Have you searched the scriptures daily? You know, I always like these architects, or not architects, they're people that go and dig up graves over in the Middle East. There you go. And they go over there with the accept desire in their heart with all intent and purpose to disprove any portion of the Word of God that they can. And I've never heard one yet that says, I done it. They crawl back to their offices somewhere because what they found just simply proved what the Word of God had said all along. And does it improve things for me? I don't think so, other than I appreciate the fact that the Lord intervened and he proved them wrong and they shook their heads and they go on about their business and they go digging some more. 
Oh, they all want to see the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, they all want to see the Ark as it said on top of Mount Ebo, I believe the Word of God says. I always get tickled about people who said that uh, he went out and gathered two of every animal, but the Bible says they followed him into the ark. Two of every, every animal, bird, fish, or not maybe not fish, but every bird and animal of God's creation. They followed him into the ark. He went first. The Lord's in control. We must serve him. In the book of John, chapter 5. John, chapter 5. And verse 39. Search the scripture. For in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they are they which testify of me. The Lord himself. Now, I know the Lord spoke every one of these words, black or red. It don't matter to me. It's the word of God. But we're reminded here, he says, search the scripture. Just go ahead. You don't, you don't like what you've been hearing? Then go ahead and search the scriptures. You're not going to disprove them. You're not going to overrule them. They're going to prove you wrong. They're going to show you that you're a sinner and that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And you must know you're commanded. All men everywhere to repent. No exceptions. No exceptions for any of these things. And I believe that you don't have truly a gospel message, and there's people that do this, without a lifting up the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As that serpent was lifted up, so must the Son of Man be high and lifted up, that they would hear nothing from our mouth of any worth apart from the Word of God. We are commanded to preach. We are commanded to preach God's Word that you, by the word of Almighty God, may come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior through repentance and faith in Him. I can stand here before you know, I know that He is able to keep that which I have committed unto Him against that day. Beloved, eternity is mine for sure. Not that I am worthy of it, but I have been made worthy through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He paid my debt, my sin debt upon the cross of Calvary. Could you imagine on the third day when he rose from the grave and it was all done? He defeated death, grave, and hell. I studied in the message here uh, just the other day about how he conquered death. We don't fear now. I don't know about Brother John, but I, I believe just about, I believe all those that I went to see that were on, that's what they call the deathbed, that were born again believers in Christ, that were children of God. I've yet to see fear in their eyes. Never seen it. 
they were at peace. They would close their eyes and say, not my will, but thine be done, O Lord. And what would be their prayer? They called their children around. You know, my dad told me before he died, he had nine kids. He says, the only thing that I'm so sorrowful for is that I did not hear every one of my children make a profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. What is your burden tonight? What of your heart? If you had one prayer to pray tonight before you lay your head upon your pillow, do you pray for the lost? Do you pray for the church? Do you pray for your pastor? Beloved, he needs it. We are to be about the master's business. We must be ready to give a reason of the hope that lies within us as God's children. Do you know why? Because Jesus loved me so much that he gave unto me eternal life. Isn't that a wonderful thing? We can go from this place trusting in Jesus is all that matters, brother.